Guys, so great to be here with you today. It really is. So we just finished Thanksgiving. We did. Big, big, big time of the year. We're now entering the Christmas season, but we wanted to really take a moment today mm -hmm. and continue the discussion of thankfulness. That's we right. wanted to talk about that. It's not just a day on the calendar that we talk about being thankful. It's not just a month that we focus um, our gratitude. We actually want to learn how to put that into practice That's throughout exactly the right. year. So we're going to talk about being thankful today. So if you'll turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians, we're going to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 and 18. And here's what the scripture says. It says, rejoice always. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, pray mm, continually, so and give thanks in all circumstances. It's not easy to do sometimes, but what we want you to know from just as we get started and we dive into God's Word today, to remember that God's will for you is to shape and change you into a thankful person. That's exactly right. Sometimes when we talk about purpose, which is the series that we're in, mm -hmm. living life on purpose, it's easy to, to mystify purpose or to make your calling and purpose right. somehow this big, difficult thing. And what Amy just read is really important. This is God's will for you, that you'd be thankful, that you'd be joyful, yeah. and that you'd be prayerful, right? These, I mean, who doesn't... Well, I guess not everybody wants that, right? But but this is one of the things. This is God's will for you. God desires this for you. This is part of the purpose that God has for you. Here's the other thing that I love, though. Paul doesn't get into this when, as he's teaching. Uh, he doesn't get into the science of being thankful. But there are literally physical benefits yeah. of, of having a joyful and thankful life. So, for instance, and we'll try to source all these for you, but people who are thankful, uh, statistically speaking, uh, tend to have healthier, longer-lasting relationships and friendships and make new friends easier. That makes sense. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? People enjoy being around thankful people. People who are thankful report having less aches and pains as they get older. Like, literally, your body carries less strain and less stress as you're content, as you're thankful, right? Pretty yeah. amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it also affects your mental health. You're actually um, in a healthier state of mind when you're thankful. Statistics show people have less depression as they work on being thankful. Mm -hmm. um, also, another side effect of being thankful is that your empathy is strong. You're strong in empathy. You grow in empathy towards others, and you actually have less aggression towards others. So I would say less aggression is something we all need right now. Okay? Hi, 2020. Less, <laughs> less aggression would be a great thing, okay? In all seriousness, though. I mean, it is, it is absolutely true. And then the last thing is better sleep. People who are thankful get better sleep. So I think what I'm learning from just this moment is that if I would just be more thankful. <laughs> it would solve everything. A lot of things in my life would go well for me. Okay. So true. <laughs> Obviously, being thankful is not the answer to every single problem that you might have. Right. But what we're seeing is that many times the foundation for a healthy life for a relationship with Jesus even, it's rooted. There's a foundation of, 
of thanksgiving right. that takes place. So when Paul is writing uh, to Thessalonica here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he's writing to a very young church. He's been in Thessalonica for a few months, mm-hmm. hasn't been here very long. He started a brand new church. It's not a big church. Uh, he leaves and he's writing this letter to this young uh, infantile church. And he, he's straightening out some theology uh, that's bad already. There's false yeah. teaching. But the church is also going through a very hard time. They're experiencing persecution. They're experiencing hardship. So he's writing to encourage them, right? right. And he does so by pointing them uh, to theology. He points them to the resurrection of Jesus. He points them to even end times, eschatology. Right. I know these are big words, but but but... Long story short, he's, he's anchoring them to the heart of the gospel, and that is Jesus' death, burial, and right. resurrection, and the fact that Jesus is going to return, and he's returning for those who have put their faith in right. Jesus. And because that's true, because as Christians we believe that that, that is a true statement, that Jesus died, that Jesus uh, rose again on the third day, victorious over sin and death, and that he offers eternal life to those who believe in him, who put their faith in him. This changes everything. And so you can be thankful, you can be joyful, you can pray looking forward to Christ's return. It literally changes your countenance. It transforms your attitude. Paul doesn't encourage people to just pull themselves up by their bootstraps. That isn't the gospel. That isn't the hope of Jesus. The the hope of Jesus is that he offers eternal life to those who would believe. That's the hope of the gospel. And that one day he will be returning. This is not the end. Whatever chapter your life is in, this isn't the final chapter. Mm Mm-hmm. As difficult as things might look, uh, there's good news. There's hope. Jesus will be one day mm-hmm. righting every single wrong. Every path that's crooked is made straight. Yep. Every broken heart is made whole. This is the hope of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because that's true, we can be thankful. Yeah. We can be joyful. It's so true. That's what we're anchored in. That's mm-hmm. what keeps keeps our eyes fixed on Jesus, right, is that hope, that very hope. But something that is, um, this happens, life happens, um, it's a lot easier to say that. Sure is. <laughs> to actually do that, to practice that. Yeah. And um, so what we wanted to talk a little bit more about is how do we, how do we guard that? How do we keep that um, as, as a state of our heart, mm-hmm. as, a, as an overflow of our heart as right. opposed to something else. Because here's, here's something that we need to look at. In Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15, it says this. It says, Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, or vineyards that are in full bloom. Here's something that's interesting, okay? When we look at this passage, it's referring to a relationship, but we can actually apply that. Yeah. We can apply that everywhere, mm-hmm. is being aware of the foxes. And what is interesting is it doesn't say, be aware of you know the stampede that's going to come your way. Be aware of the elephant herd that's going to trample uh, your garden. No, he's talking about foxes, and foxes are not big. They're very small. They're sly. They're sneaky. Mm-hmm. 
they hide and kind of wait around until they have an open door to get in there. And in the same way that a fox can do that um, when it comes to a vineyard or a garden, the enemy can do that with our minds. The enemy can do that with our hearts. So here are three things that can bring ruin to a thankful heart. The first thing we're going to talk about this morning is jealousy. Now, jealousy is something that I think we would both go, oh, well, our kids just are jealous. You know, they kids deal with jealousy way more True. than adults do, you know, because you they, they don't hide it. <laughs> they just say, I want what they have. Yeah. Um, but as, as you grow and as you become an adult and you begin living life, it's less and less apparent, yeah. but it's actually creeping in there. And here's what I mean by that. You can identify it by going, you know, my friend's, uh, seem like they're always receiving promotion. It seems like it seems like things just continue to go well for them. The thing that I have been longing for and praying for and wanting to happen in my life is happening in the lives of everyone else but me. Mm-hmm. And that jealousy can just creep in little by little by little. And what ends up happening is you become resentful. You become bitter. Mm. You become angry. These are all side effects. These are the underbelly of jealousy. And you can even identify it when someone says, you know, this has gone well, and your first response is you're upset by it. Yeah. You're not happy for them. And that means that that little fox, that jealousy has creeped in there. And either overnight it's, it's become apparent or over time it has crept in and it can really take over, it can take over your focus. It can make you lose yeah. focus. Well, you forget. You forget what, what Jesus has done for you. Proverbs 14, 30 says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Now, envy and jealousy aren't exactly the same thing, that's, but they're cousins, right? Mm-hmm. They're in the same family. Right. And the, the reality is that, that these things bring rot to your heart, to your soul. It's like poison. And like Amy, Amy, Amy mentioned it already, but when you are jealous, that poison that gets in your heart that you don't see, it's like a fox that sneaks into the garden. Mm-hmm. You don't even recognize that it's happened. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you see God's blessing so distinctly in everybody else's life, but you rarely can see it in your own. And this is what jealousy does. You see God at work everywhere else except your own life. And consequently, all the things yeah. that they have are all the things that you don't have. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and Their I, life I, is better than my yeah, life. Yeah, their life is better than mine. How come I don't? Dot, dot, dot. In, in my life, when I'm struggling with, with having a thankful heart, this is always the first place to look. Yeah. This is right? Good. It's the easiest, you know, the, the, the fox that gets in to the garden and starts to 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 meddle, right? To 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 ruin the vineyard starts mm-hmm. here many times. And underneath that tree of of jealousy, many times is a bedrock of resentment. And even though we're talking about your you know the hard hard feelings maybe towards somebody else and what what they have that you don't really deep down deeper down than even that feeling is is a hardness of heart towards God because after all God could have done that for you, but he didn't. And so there's a resentment that gets born out of jealousy towards God. And it literally begins to poison a heart Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. that's designed to be thankful. So true. So jealousy is something that can ruin your heart. Also, um, anxiety. I think we can all agree that this has been an anxious year, Yes. right? Between politics, between coronavirus, people have experienced a great deal of loss this year. Yeah. I mean, there has been a tremendous amount of pain, mm -hmm. literal loss in people's families, loss in friendships, uh, difficult conversations with, with neighbors, with teachers, with children. Right, mm -hmm. there's been so, changing. so much changing and so much uncertainty. And when you have a cloud of uncertainty, when you just don't really know, yeah, right, what tomorrow holds, it's easy to be you know, tight in the shoulders, mm -hmm. right? It's easy to just be knotted up inside. And when this is literally your body's posture, uh, it's very hard to be anxious and thankful at the same time right. because underneath the surface there's there's a fear of what's coming there's a there's a there's a there's a nervousness an uncertainty an unsettling about what tomorrow holds and consequently it's hard to then be joyful it's hard yeah. to be thankful yeah when you you literally uh, are 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 uncertain about what's to come right right and a lot of times too it's not it's not something that just shows up, maybe for some it does, but for many, at least even for myself, it doesn't just show up in the middle of the day for yeah, me, like while right. I'm doing something, because I'm distracted. I'm distracted with my to-do list, I'm distracted with schooling my kids, <laughs> I'm distracted with the things that I need to get done. But when it really kicks in for me specifically is when I go to bed at night. Mm -hmm. It's when I lay down and I'm allowing yeah. myself, to, I'm allowing my body to stop moving and my brain starts running. And that's when anxiety creeps in for me. And all of a sudden, everything that in the back of my mind I've been worried or afraid or nervous about, it just floods to the front. And I have a difficult time sleeping. I have a difficult time resting. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard, it's hard to find rest when, like Andy said, you're just tight and tense and stressed and afraid. Yeah, that's so true. Psalm 4.8 says, and this is, this is good for us to be reminded of, David writes that I will lie down and sleep in peace mm -hmm. for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I love that. And that is a verse to put on your mirror, right? To save in your phone, to yeah. underline in your Bible or save in you version, especially if you struggle with anxiety, if you want to have a heart that is thankful, yeah. right? It, it, it's, we have to be reminded of the truth in this, that it's yeah. God who helps us. It isn't, it isn't just you working all of your, your, with all of your strength and energy to solve all the problems in your own might. Yeah. It's you trusting that you serve a God that's good and faithful. Mm -hmm. right? And I also just want to add here, because this is David who is yeah. who's saying this. And if David can say, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. This is a man who is literally being hunted down. Yeah. People are coming after him, and he's probably hiding, you know, in a cave somewhere, uh, trying to avoid yeah. being caught by the enemy. If he can lie down in peace because God 
has him dwelling in safety, then that same promise is for us too. Yeah, it's so good. Number three, everybody take a deep breath. First fox is jealousy. The second fox is anxiety. And the third little enemy that loves to sneak in Mm -hmm. to a heart of thanksgiving is one that you might not expect. It's exhaustion, okay? Now, there are other things that we could all talk about. We want to talk very specifically about things in 2020 that are eroding uh, potentially your heart of, of being thankful. Um, but let's be clear. Th- these are the things that, that are probably going to be with us into 2021 yeah. as well. And exhaustion goes right along with, with the piece about anxiety. How many of you feel fatigued and you feel just tired, tired to the bone on the inside? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're, ha- you're navigating so much newness mm-hmm. right now. You, do you have a mask? Did you bring it into the store? Does it require a mask? Do I need a mask? Mm-hmm. A- a- and a- 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 am I going to get sick? Should we have Thanksgiving? Should we not? Uh, is it safe? Uh, can we gather? Can we not? Can- should I post this? Should I not? Exactly. Am I going to get in a debate with someone on social media? Am I going to have to have my three-point message ready right. to defend my love for whatever? It's mental exhaustion. It's physical exhaustion. Yeah. You've got parents who are homeschooling right now who've never homeschooled before. You've got parents who are tr- who have to work um, and don't have the ability to homeschool, but their kids are at home virtual learning, and they're mm-hmm. guess what? They're worried about it. They're concerned about it. You got people in traffic. Uh, you've got you got people who are worried about jobs, whether they're right. going to even exist. This year has seen the closure of so many businesses and companies, and so there yeah. is just a natural exhaustion that the world has felt and is feeling. And I want you to hear this with grace today, not condemnation, Mm -hmm. but grace. When you are exhausted, it is very difficult to really have a a posture of being thankful because Mm -hmm. you're just spent. You have nothing left to give your empty and literally thankful joyful means that you're full of thanks that you're full of joy but when you're exhausted when you're drained it's the opposite you feel empty you feel like you're running on a tank of gas that has nothing but fumes if you've ever been that person before right and the car starts to sputter right To, to 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 get where you're going it's not a good feeling. No. You're on you're on edge. Mm-hmm. And this is the world, the state of much of the world right now. Yeah. And consequently, it's a it's a fox that sneaks in and begins to to bring poison to a thankful heart. So knowing that, knowing that um there are opportunities for little foxes to get in there, for the enemy to get into your mind, to get into your heart, to take your focus off Jesus. What do we do with that? Mm-hmm. How do we know how, how to, to face that, how to take right. care of that, how to fix that issue? And the first thing that we have to do is we have to identify it. We have to identify the fox. Uh, I realize this is going to come as a huge shock to you when I say that Amy and I are not farmers, uh, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> that being said, um, I did grow up with grandparents that were farmers, mm-hmm. that did farming. 
and had to, you know, had to had to put the fencing up and had to protect the chicken coop and all the things that come right. with farming that I'm not necessarily all that familiar with, but I've heard stories. And if you do just a little a basic level Google search <laughs> on how to how to keep foxes out of the garden from destroying the garden, guess what? One of the top things is to get a fox light, meaning it's a motion sensor light. And if you want to keep a fox out, you shine the biggest, brightest light, and it yeah. begins to scare the enemy away. So when we talk about identifying this fox, right, the thing that's, that's, that, that, that's bringing poison to your heart, you want to take that which is in the darkness and bring it into the light. Jesus says that he is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Peter talks about you and I being brought into his marvelous light. So when we find ourselves stuck, when we find ourselves, our hearts, you know, it's growing callous or it's growing hard or you find yourself, as Amy mentioned, you know, you're looking sideways at people or, 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 or find yourself just wishing I had this and I don't and my life, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, what you want to do is turn on that light, the spiritual light, so to speak, and bring that which is in darkness right into mm-hmm. his glorious and marvelous light. Mm-hmm. In other words, we've got to introduce these lies that Satan would bring to us to the truth of who Jesus is yeah. and the truth of his word. Yeah. And then once we identify those things, once we figure out what that specific thing is, once you realize, okay, jealousy is that thing, anxiety is that thing, then we have to take it to Jesus and we need to ask him for help. We need to ask God to help us with these situations, with these things that are taking over our mind. And I know for me, I talked about anxiety earlier, just how I'll lay awake at night and I'll just it's like a like a hamster wheel, you know. It's like I just run and run and run in my mind and exhaust myself yeah, thinking right. about I should have done this, I could have said this, oh, I've made this wrong decision, oh, we should have gone here. And it's taking those thoughts and taking them to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what happens when I bring my situation to Christ, when I cast my cares before Him, when I, when I look beyond the hill where my help comes from, those things that I keep running in my mind, I actually say, no, God, I give this to you. God, I give this situation yeah. to you. God, I give, I give my kids to you. I give mm-hmm. my job to you. I give my purpose to you, Lord. You take care of it. I'm just willing, I'm thankful for what you have in store. I'm thankful for what you've done. It takes the focus off of me and puts my focus back where it needs to be. And that's on God, the one who's in control, the one who lifts my head up, my rock and my redeemer, the one where my help comes from. That's where we lean. That's where we lean in. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so true. Amy isn't sharing this, but there have been so many times in our life and in our marriage or we've been going through a hard time. And most of, most of the time, people wouldn't even know it necessarily. Mm-hmm. But we obviously did. And it was, you know, there were moments where we were like, okay, here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to set our alarms before the kids wake up. <laughs> because once they wake up, nothing's happening, right? <laughs> it's madness, right? Four kids. But we, just, we set our alarms. We get up extra early, you know, and we, we brew that coffee. And it's dark outside. And we just pray together in our living room. That's right. And the prayer looks a lot like this. God, help us. Yeah. God, would you help this situation? Would you help our child that's in this situation? 
Would you help our church? Would you help this family? Would you help our nation? Yeah, would you help our <laughs> the country? The amount of times that we have together, and I think even our church collectively, we've had so many prayer calls where we've yeah. just said, God, help us. God, help. God, help us. God, move. God, do something here because mm-hmm. we don't have all the answers. We don't. We don't. It's easy to think about all the situations that you have and, and imagine that you've been praying about it. When in fact, all you've actually done is think about it. Mm, There's really a good. huge difference between thinking about it and actually praying and asking for God to help you with it. Mm-hmm. Two very different things. Yeah. The, the third thing, Amy mentioned, we, you identify it, right? And then we ask God to help us in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is you remind yourself of God's word, the promises of God. Again, yeah. even getting back into dragging this thing into to the light. I love what Isaiah uh, 40, 31 says, even as it pertains to exhaustion, right? Yeah. This, is a, this is a verse that, that I'm reminded of. Uh, the writer, the prophet Isaiah, he says, uh, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not be yeah. faint. This is a promise that God has for us. So when I'm feeling a certain way or I feel this thing creeping into my heart and into my soul, I identify it, I ask God to help me with it, and then I also begin to encourage myself Mm -hmm. and remind myself of what I know to be true, that those who hope in the Lord, they are renewed. Mm -hmm. When I find myself to being, being anxious, I remind myself that it's God who gives me rest. It's God who gives me peace, and He allows me to lay my head on my pillow without anxiety. And sometimes I've got to remind myself of that, and then two (laughs) seconds later, I have to remind myself again. And then the next day, and the next day. Sometimes you have to remind yourself countless times every day, but this is what we do to cultivate and protect a heart. That is that it, where God's will for it is to be thankful and joyful mm-hmm. and prayerful. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like. This is God's will for you. It's his purpose for you. Mm-hmm. We don't know where exactly you're coming from this morning. We don't know if what we've said really resonates with you. Maybe it's new to you. Maybe the Holy Spirit is yeah. revealing to you that there are some things that we need to address that you have identified even just as you've been listening to this message. Our heart for you right now is to pray with you. Yeah. Let the Holy Spirit, our comforter, our counselor, our friend, come meet you exactly where you are yeah. and let him help you. Mm-hmm. Ask God for help. That's what we're going to do right now. We're just going to pray and we're going to ask God for help. Yeah. Let's do that. God, thank you so much. God, we thank you that your design for us is to have hearts that are full of joy and full of thanksgiving. God, we thank you that you are with us and that you are for us. But God, we know that there is an enemy that does not want us to keep our eyes fixed on you. There is an enemy that wants to to steal, kill, and destroy and tear away, God, a thankful heart toward you. And so, Father, I pray right now, God, wherever we are, wherever whoever's watching this and listening to this today, God, that you would, you would meet them right now. Mm-hmm. God, I pray that you would help them right now. God, would you help us? 
God, would you help me? God, would you help us, God, and let us be reminded of the promises that you have for us in your word. God, I pray for healing to come to hearts right now. Mm -hmm. God, I pray for restoration to come to hearts right now. God, I pray for wholeness to come to hearts right now. God, wherever, wherever we are this morning, we thank you that you are big enough to meet every single need and every single problem and issue, God. You're big enough. Our issues might be big, but our God is bigger. Mm -hmm. And so, God, we stand on that today. We thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 I hope that bless you today. hope that encourages you uh, as we head... Yes, if you can believe it, as we head into uh, the final month of 2020 and head into a new year, uh, let this let this be a, a guide for you. That's good. In in you know having a thankful heart and a joyful heart heading into the new year. This is what we want. This is God's will for you. This is purpose for you. You guys have a great week. Love you, and we're thankful for you. Yeah.